Hello, everyone. This is episode 67 of the In Squash podcast. I'm your host, Jerry Gibson. And today we have Bob Ballinger on the podcast. He's the head uh, squash pro at Bankers Hall in uh, Calgary, Alberta, Canada. And uh, they're hosting the Bankers Hall Pro Am PSA event this weekend, this week. Uh, and uh, in fact, he came on our podcast this time last year and we talked a bit about the event and the club. And we're going to do it again uh, today on episode 67. Event uh, kicks off uh, i think it actually kicked off the amateur uh, part of the event uh, started uh, today in fact and uh, bob comes on to talk about the event and talk about calgary as, as a venue and uh, squash in that city and uh, the tradition that this event has uh, over the years i think this is the 18th uh, consecutive year that they've had the the, pro, the bankers hall pro-am Several uh, prolific winners, including uh, Daryl Selby, uh, last year's winner, George Parker, uh, Leo Au, um, amongst others. Uh, several, a uh, couple of Canadians have won it, including uh, Andrew Schnell. Uh, he, he's won the event, so um, should be a great event this time around. Number one seed uh, this year is actually uh, you, uh, top American player Chris Gordon, who last played in the event uh, in 2008, so great to have him back. There are several Canadians in the draw, uh, as well as uh, uh, some up-and-coming young players, which uh, Bob touches on uh, in the podcast, talks about the beauty of this event as being a sort of a breeding ground for some really some up-and-coming players uh, as uh, indicated by last year's winner George Parker who then went on to have a really successful year as we all know now he's uh, contending uh, there in the top 20 top 30 in the world regularly uh, uh, winning matches uh, at that level so uh, the Bankers Hall event is something that we should all look forward to. I'm not sure if there's a feed or not of the event online, but uh, anyways, it's worth following uh, the results on, on this one. Um, and Bob and I, uh, just a little backstory here. Bob's a Canadian treasure, actually. He's been, uh, you know, he was one of one of the country's top players. I, I think top five at least. Uh, in in Canada for a number of years. Uh, they are dating back uh, to probably the the late 80s uh, he was a top junior then a top uh, open level player uh, based out of uh, British Columbia and then uh, he's been a head pro at several clubs in the region and took on uh, the, the head pro role at the Bankers Hall Club after Jamie Crombie uh, left and he he uh, succeeded Jamie there in uh, the early 2000s I believe and uh, Bob's been the head pro ever since and has been running uh, uh, this Bankers Hall event for for the last little while so and I first met Bob way uh, way back it would have been I guess as a junior playing in uh, in Canadian Junior Nationals and he was always one of the guys that I'd uh, I'd make a point of watching uh, one of the top players uh, back in the day and then we we uh, became friends uh, shortly thereafter and uh, used to cross paths maybe two or three times a year uh, at some of the bigger tournaments across the country I think the last time that well in fact we talk about it a little bit the last time we actually uh, saw one another was in Whistler uh, uh, Canada we actually bumped into each other on, on the ski uh, on, on the slopes and then uh, went out for a few uh, few pops uh, after that uh, didn't actually get out onto the squash court, but um, at any rate, uh, Bob Ballinger on the podcast today to talk about the Bankers Hall Pro-Am, which is, uh just kicked off the amateur part of that event. So Bob Ballinger, episode 67. Hey, Bob. 
Jerry Gibson, I'm here, man. How you Sir, doing? How are you? I'm very well. <laughs> good, good. You must, you must be, uh, well, very busy, eh? Hey? Well, yeah, we're sort of the calm before the storm, Jerry. So the tournament starts up tomorrow night, uh, Wednesday night, for the all the amateur side of things, and okay. Then the PSA pros kick in on uh, starting on Thursday. So, so, um, but this I think is old, old hat for you now, isn't it? Sort of. Well, it, yeah, it's been have been doing this for a while. It is a little bit cookie cutter and template, but at the same time, uh, you never know when little fires are going to come up, and hopefully none. Hopefully none come up in the next little while. Things are on track. It should be a good week, a good five days for the tournament on, on all levels. All right. Well, why don't we, uh, as a jumping off point for the podcast, why don't we just start right here? We have uh, today the head pro at uh, Bankers Hall uh, in Calgary, and it's the 18th year, if I'm not mistaken, of the, the Bankers Hall Pro-Am. Uh, Bob Ballinger is our guest on the podcast. Bob, it's a uh, it's great to have you back. You were here this time last year. Uh, George Parker won that event, and I think I uh, I, I picked uh, Baptiste, uh, the French, the young Frenchman, to uh, to take it, and I was wrong. You were wrong, um, but yeah, and you know what? That seemed like a pretty good pick at the time. I thought, uh, yeah, George, uh, boy, oh boy, he was very impressive in our tournament last year, and he's just kept going. I think he's into the around thirty or thirty-four in the PSA World Rankings now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. He's he's fun to watch. He's one of uh, uh, you know him. I'm sure Rob Owens uh, uh, in his camp. Uh, one of the the quite a few guys that he has playing quite well right now. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. He was impressed. I don't. I don't. I don't think he lost a game at all last year. Really. In our, that's pretty tough to go four rounds, three zero in each round. Yeah. Well, he's he's got the. I mean, what I like about his game, he, he's. He's physical, but he's fair. Uh, he's strong, and he's got a he's got a presence uh, on the court, which is uh, unmistakable. I think. Yeah, very true. Very true. He had a great presence out there, and physically strong uh, young man. And you know, it's always it's always nice to see you know guys who come through our tournament who win it, and even the ones who don't win our tournament go on and move up the PSA rankings. And you know, that's been one of the great things over eighteen years of doing this level of tournament is just to see the guys progress each year. Whoever wins, I generally say to them, I, I hope we see you back next year, but at the same time, I hope we don't because that means you've kind of blown <laughs> this level of tournament. Yeah. Well, you've had quite a few uh, prolific winners. Uh, you've had uh, uh, Raphael Kandra, Leo Au, Daryl Selby, I think uh, has won uh, over the Those. past uh, few. And then uh, we can't uh, forget the, the Canadians who've won in the past as well. Uh, legend Vic Berg, uh, Matthew yeah. uh, Jufri, and uh, of course, uh, Shahir uh, Razak's won it uh, as well. Shahir Razak, and uh, just two years ago, um, not only Canadian, but Calgary boy, Andrew Schnell. Andrew, so, how could I forget that? Yeah, Reigning Canadian national champion. He'd be really upset at me if I forgot, that's for sure. <laughs> now, Bob, you know, Bob, how's uh, life treating you these days? I mean, like I, like I mentioned earlier, it must be, uh, I guess, for the past few weeks anyways with the event coming up. And I know how, how much you care about it and how, how important it is to the squash community there. It must, have, must be uh, 24-7 for you. Yeah, you know, it, it, it's, it's a lot of fun. I mean, I do have quite a few people over the last few weeks, you know, talking to me about, wow, this is a busy time for you. And 
you know, I see it here at the club a lot, a lot longer hours and on the weekends. And, um, you know, it's, it's hard work, but overall it's, it's fun work. Tournaments can be so rewarding. And, uh, you know, as I see it now, we're just around the corner from the, the kickoff of the tournament and everything's in place with volunteers and signage around the club and except all the things that go into a big tournament. So it's, you know, it, for the most part, it kind of runs itself now and you just, you know, watch everybody have fun. You watch some great PSA squash. You watch some of the amateur play in all the different divisions. And, uh, you know, and then the social side of things, that's always fun too in, in these tournaments. So, Well, that's got to yeah. be uh, one of the more unique aspects of it. You see Pro-Am events on, on, the, on the tour here and there, but uh, it's not something you see all the time. Uh, what does that bring? What kind of flavor does that bring to to the to the pro event and to to the amateur event as well? Well, I really think they you know they both drive each other. Um, we're we've been very fortunate with this turn of the the, the Bankers Hall Club Pro Am. It's become over many years arguably the biggest tournament in uh, in Alberta in terms of numbers popularity how quickly it fills up and sells out and having played you know professional high level squash it sometimes you wonder if you're going to get crowds out watching you and uh, we have big crowds coming out for the lunchtime matches the evening matches first round quarters semis and finals it's it's always a packed house mm -hmm. at our club and you know that's only about maybe 80 90 100 people tops watching but to get that for uh, right from round one, that's, it's pretty impressive. It says a lot about the interest in squash in Calgary and throughout Alberta. You know, it is a, a really, you know, I don't know about big sport, but those that play squash really enjoy watching good squash. And that was always kind of a vision and a goal of mine early on with the tournament is to bring a level of squash to Calgary and even Alberta that most people don't get a chance to see. And for many years, we were the only PSA event in Alberta. Hmm. And over the years now, we we now have three PSA events in Calgary. Ours, uh, Mount Royal University, do a uh, a smaller event than ours in about three weeks. The Calgary Winter Club has been doing a women's event for uh, probably about four or five years now, and that's a really successful tournament. And Lethbridge and Medicine Hat have uh, come on board doing a uh, different levels of men's PSA events. Edmonton's had a good run of tournaments. They've kind of had a hard time the last few years with events, but I'm sure they'll be back having PSA events as well. So Alberta is a, you know, a great hotbed for PSA squash men's and women's. Oh, absolutely. And uh, even the uh, Western Canada, but also the, the Prairie provinces seem to have uh, quite a few events. The Saskatoon uh, uh, boast, I think it is. The, Saskatoon the boast, boost. Uh, boost. Is that? Yeah. And uh, you've got a few there as well. So uh, the region uh, that part of Canada seems to be uh, doing something right when it comes to putting these events on and, and keeping them going over the years. I think Bankers Hall actually is one of the longest running events in Canada. Is it not that one of the longest running PSA uh, tour events since it's 18 years now. So 18 years. I, I'm, I'm pretty sure that we're, we're either the longest running now and I'm by no means my break. Well, I guess I'm bragging a little bit. <laughs> we might, <laughs> We're either the longest running or second longest running. I know the Manitoba Open has been going for quite a few years as a tournament and for quite a few years as a PSA tournament. So, yeah. you know, I'm pretty sure between the two, those two events, um, 
your hometown of Halifax. I mean, they had quite a run of, of high-level PSA events for a while. Yeah, we did. We did. The Blue yeah. Nose Classic. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Um, uh, what about the, uh, I think the Quebec, Quebec Open, that, that would have been one of the last events that I played in before I left Canada. And that, that was, I think, our old friends, uh, uh, Jamie Crombie and Jonathan Power played in that final uh the last time I played in it. Um, is that still going on? That was at the MMAA club, I think. Yeah, Yvonne Promisel, he, he still does um, at that club, Jerry. Um, I don't actually know what the name of the tournament is, but they've had various names to their tournament for a while. So they've had quite a run of uh, PSA events over many years as well. Yeah. And prior to that, you know, professional squash. So going back to the, you know, like when you mentioned Jamie and, and JP, um, you know, and even before we really had PSA in Canada, Quebec Open, Manitoba Open, a lot of professional tournaments that the Canadian pros would travel all yeah. over the country. Right? Well, that, I think the last, one of the, the great ones uh, I remember, I think you were there as well. Uh, Jamie was there. Uh, Steve Wren was there. Uh, the Nova Scotia Open. Uh, at St. Mary's University. I, I think you, you came in for that one, didn't you, uh, Bob? That's right. It was yeah. actually, uh, so there, there was four of us. It was myself and Jamie Crombie, uh, Willie Hosey, oh, yes. and yeah. Jim Geddes. And sort of the, the, the intent yeah. of the tournament, well, I can't remember who was hosting and running the event, but they had arranged it pretty much through Jamie and I, you know, can you guys arrange two other pros to come and we'll, We'll put up some prize money. We'll pay your your flights out, and yeah, you know, like yourself and the Boyle brothers. I mean, there were some good local players there, so it wasn't going to be easy to progress through to where the money was. But. I think Gettys went to five from oh, uh, from the yeah. first round uh, to maybe the semis, uh, like four or five game matches. Well, it was the top four getting paid, and just classic Jim Gettys. He, um, yeah, he was stuck into a a, a long hard barn burn of the of a match in the first round and i remember jamie and i looking at each other going doesn't he realize he he's supposed to be winning he's one of the feature players here and but <laughs> it out and found a way to win it <laughs> yeah exactly uh that yeah that, that was a good event and all the ones you mentioned there previously uh were great now yeah. in terms of uh you know uh i'm sure there are people uh, maybe club management or club uh or just squash enthusiasts who might want to start up their own PSA event. In terms of the longevity of your event, what what are the uh, the, the keys in terms of uh, keeping it going the way you have been able to? What sort of insight do you have in terms uh, of being able to to have the success you've had at Bankers Hall over the years? Well, well, I think Jerry, in, in no particular order, there's definitely a few key things. Um, sponsors or and or a, a key title sponsor for many years of our tournament talisman energy were the uh the title sponsor and you know when you can have somebody putting in a, a decent amount of money to really get the event going it helps the secondary sponsorship levels to to build and and make the tournament our, our tournament has been around a ten thousand uh, dollar prize prize point for all the years mm -hmm. um Yet that's not necessarily just $10,000. It's American dollars. Um, there's a registration fee on top of that. Um, generally, most PSA events will include a, a player package. So, that, you know, there's probably $100 per PSA player involved in that. So really to run a 10,000 tournament 
like we do, it ends up being a, a probably about a fifteen thousand dollar cost. Right. So having the prize the prize uh, prize money through um, good sponsor base that's key. Volunteers uh, is huge. Our tournament, as I mentioned earlier, we've been running alongside an amateur event uh, for all the years, and um, so we use two facilities in Calgary in downtown Calgary for this. So we need we have volunteers at both clubs doing court control and first match refereeing and that sort of thing, uh, registration desk. So you need great volunteers to help you out as well. Mm-hmm. Depending, I think, on the size of your event, you need, a within the volunteers, a, a strong committee too. Yeah. Oh, we don't yeah. have a committee for our event, but if we were, if we had to go higher or chose to go higher, yeah, definitely I would, I would you know, form a committee to help out. And then probably the last thing, I, we kind of touched on this earlier, is just a good fan base too. Mm. You know, our, our members, some of our members who aren't even uh, squash players, they love coming out and watch. They lo- like the energy that's in the club during this uh, five, six, seven days when the PSA pros are around. So I think a lot of those things, they don't happen overnight, of course. Um, this tournament, when it started out, it, it wasn't as popular as, as it is now with the amateur side, but it's kind of like a small little business. You just got to massage it and nurture it and tweak it and listen to what the people are asking for and, and see if you can uh, um, give them what they're looking for as well. So yeah. those, I think those are the real key things that we've had going for us for quite a few years. Not always easy. Our, our economic climate here in Calgary and Alberta and arguably parts of Canada isn't the best for quite a few years. So it, it's been a little harder to generate the sponsor dollars to pull off the tournament like this. Yeah, I guess keeping it uh, at the 10,000 level is uh, more or less uh, manageable in terms of uh, what the sponsors uh, can help uh, help you with. That's right. You yeah. know, and we've, uh, you know, this year we once again have great sponsors at all different levels. Uh, Linear Logistics have been our title sponsor for three or four years now. Um, they had been involved at a lower level of sponsorship prior to that. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, some of the prize or the, I'm sorry, the sponsorship money that comes into our tournament, it fuels the whole PSA event, but then some of it spills over into the amateur event. So, yeah. you know, you're able to do the more social functions than you might, might be able to if you didn't have as much sponsor dollars coming in. Well, it's obviously a big event for the, for the amateurs as well, if they're coming uh, across of, well, they're, they're attracted to the professional aspect of it, but uh winning uh, one of the amateur prizes at that event has some uh, prestige to it as well. Yeah. And, and you know what, we've, we've got some players coming in from, um, you know, for those that know Canada, um, we've got people coming in from the West coast of British Columbia. Chris Rupert is a somewhat isolated Prince area. Rupert. Okay. Yeah. So there's players coming in from there. Um, Cranbrook, British Columbia is about a, yeah, about a four hour drive to Calgary. So we've got players coming from there all over Alberta. Um, we've got uh, a couple of players coming in from Manitoba as well. Uh, Gene Turk's son is coming in to play okay. in, in an invitational event. So I put a little bit of prize money into an event for the top players that aren't able to play in the PSA event. Um, Ian Power is playing in that. Ian lives here in Calgary and okay. he's going to be playing in that invitational event as well. And uh, so yeah, we have players coming from from all over. That's for sure. Yeah. Now, uh, I'd like to look uh, just a little bit at the event this year. You've got you've got Chris Gordon, number one seed, uh, 
one of the top, well, the top American player for several years. He's seated at one former top 50 player in the world, I believe. And uh, yeah. a, lot of, uh, a lot of new young faces and uh, several Canadian contenders in there as well. So how's the, uh, the draw looking for you, the event looking for you, uh, in your opinion, this, this time around? It's, it, I think it's quite exciting, Jerry. Um, you know, you mentioned Chris Gordon, the top seed. Yeah, he, he's been as high as 44 in the world rankings um, at one point. Chris played here in 2008. Um, to give you an idea how far back that is. that the that last is. time he played uh, in, this, in the event? 2000? That's the last time and the okay. only time. Yeah, and, uh, okay. Shahir Razak won it that year. Um, and uh, I honestly think that is the last time we had horrifically cold weather for this Ooh. tournament. And we wow. were in a deep, deep You guys had a few Chinooks then, did you? Well, we had, the, we had it the other way. It was, we were in a deep freeze. Chinook is when it warms up nicely. So, we, yeah, yeah. so when, Chris was, uh, when Chris was here um, back then, and I already bugged him about that the other day, it was brutally cold. And I said, Chris, the two times you've been here, it's minus 25 centigrade, minus... I think we were at minus 29 for a high today. Um, wow. So it's pretty nasty cold here. But yeah, no, pretty excited to have Chris back. Um, the, um, uh, you know, talking to a few of the players, um, it, it does seem like it's quite wide open. I would mm, guess somebody in the, yeah. I think somebody in the top 10, um, any of the top 10 players are, are capable of winning this event. Well, I've got um, my pick, Bob, already. You do already? Yeah, I do. I do. I know who's going. I know who's going to uh, come through. Uh, it's not a Frenchman either. It's it's a Welshman, uh, Amer uh, Evans. I've I've got. I'm pegging him to go all the way. Well, you know what? He would be the the tenth according to the rankings. He's the number ten guy, and yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing him play. I only just met him today, and uh, you know, his sister is obviously a very strong player on the women's circuit. Yeah. So yeah, he could be one of them. Um, I don't know if I'm allowed to actually say who I think is going to win, but no, even well, if you, I, you know, uh, I'm sure they're, they're all going to be listening to this. So you bet you got, you got to be careful, Bob. Yeah. Well, I think but everybody, I'm, picking, I'm not afraid to say it. Uh, I've got my, my, yeah, I put my money on Amer, but uh, you know, Chris has got a shot at it. And then uh, uh, I think Thomas King's been playing well of late, hasn't he? I have I don't know any of uh, Thomas's recent results, um, but uh, you know Chris for sure. I mean, Chris had a tough first round loss in Seattle last weekend, um, right. yeah. similar level tournament of ours to Matthias Tuomi from Finland. So right. Matthias, somebody Matthias in there in the draw as well. Yeah, unseated, unseated. Yeah, um, yeah. I'm, I I have to say I'm leaning with uh, my boy Andrew Schnell. I mean, I've yeah, been, yeah working with Coach and Andrew and part of his uh, team for about three years now. And yeah, he was, uh, uh, I had him on the podcast uh, last year, right around this time and a great guy. And um, I think he, yeah, like he said at that time, he's going to be, you know, really working on his squash this year. And uh, he's had some good results. He's, he's won this event once before and uh, reign, reigning Canadian national champion. So uh, if you can put it all together, it's like you said, it's kind of wide open, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, and Andrew has um, his results prior to the, the the turn of the calendar year here haven't been that good, yet he was playing very well. Just unluck of the draw, and uh, he would lose in the first round to somebody, but that player would go on to win the tournament. Right. As a result, 
his, his world ranking is nothing. Uh, I mean, it's very special for sure, but it's not a number that he's really happy with. He's been ranked as high as 60 in the world at one point. Um, but he's playing really well. He, he yeah. got to the final of a, a tournament in Chattanooga, Tennessee about 10 days ago. He went through to the semifinals in Seattle um, just a few days ago. So he's coming into this in, in really good form. And he's got some momentum and, and the home cooking as well. He's got home cooking as well. That's, that's always important. In his well, own what, is, what is good home cooking in Calgary? I mean, if I, uh, I was born in Calgary, but I didn't really, I didn't spend uh, many years there. Uh, if you were to advise, uh, uh, all these guys probably eat pretty better than we do, but uh, if, you were to, if, you were, if you were to advise the, the fellas, you know, go here for, for, for a little bit of Calgary something, what would you say? Oh boy. Well, I'm a BC guy, you know, and I, even though ah, I've lived yeah. here for so long, I don't, I mean, I got to say, but, you know, I don't know, you probably have to find a great steak and there's some great steakhouses here for sure. But, okay. you know, Calgary's got its share of great, um, you know, Thai places and Indian places as well. So I, I think, I think all, all these guys could find a good meal anywhere in the city. <laughs> <laughs> and, and uh, Bankers Hall, I mean, you, you mentioned it earlier, you're getting huge crowds even at lunchtime. So obviously, uh, it's downtown. The location is ideal. Yeah, we're dead center downtown, Bankers Hall Club. Um, so, you know, there's a lot of squash, business squash players in the downtown area. And uh, they they know the tournament's on. So we open the doors to everybody to come and watch. And uh, so people are having having a lunch and having a beer down there, bringing a client down as well. So that that that's how the crowds build up. And how, uh, aside from, from my podcast, how, how's the media uh, covering this event? Do you get, are you getting any shout outs on, uh, on the radio or in the papers at all? Uh, well, you know, Jerry, that's one area where, and, you know, I have to bl- sort of point a finger at myself at that. I've been very inconsistent trying to get media attention for this tournament. Um, we've had some success over the years. Usually if the Flames or Calgary Flames NHL hockey team are not playing in the city. Um, but it's just been, it's been a bit of a challenge trying to f- find a media contact at the various TV stations, various radio stations who welcome yeah. out. Yeah. Um, for a little while there in the early years, it, it, we were quite successful with that. Um, and that's something I need to sort of go back and, Start uh, start from square one, finding out who the who the contacts are, and you know pumping them with the information. I've always found for our sport of squash, you, you really have to feed the info to them. They're not going to really come knocking on our door, um, wanting to run a segment on a player or uh, put a story together about your tournament. You've got to get that information out to them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, I guess you need a little bit of luck, and then uh, you know just see see where that takes you, and then do what you can with. Uh, with the results, just send them out and hope that they, uh, you know, they get published somewhere. That's right. That's yeah. right. Now, Bob, uh, I'd be remiss if I didn't ask you, I mean, we're both, uh, I mean, having hung out with you a few times, I know, uh, your, your, your liking for telling uh, great anecdotes, uh, of the old days in, in the past. And, uh, I know you've had, you've had a few, uh, perhaps a JP stories in, in your, in your in your bank of stories or even Steve Lawton story could you uh you know share us uh, share with us uh, uh not not everyone knows Stevie but uh, that he's on the podcast he's a legend in Canada or or a, a JP story before we uh sign off uh today well i i i i have a 
I have more more stories and anecdotes about Steve only because I grew up on the West Coast and yeah, Steve is an Australian player, but, but he was living on the West Coast. Um, maybe I'll save the, I've got a good Jonathan one, but I don't know if that's a, a suitable one over the airwaves here. Um, I'll give, I'll give you a good one. This, this hey, one pops. Hey, it's, all, it's all suitable, no problem. But, uh. <laughs> Well, by the by, the way, Steve is Steve Lawton is back living in Australia now, and he, yeah, yeah, through Calgary um, about three months ago. Yeah, he did wife. a cross Canada tour. He he even said he was going to try to uh, stop in to see uh, the Boyle brothers and Gra- and Graham Waters before he left. Is that right? Well, I don't well, know why. Did. I wouldn't know what what he wanted to say to Graham though. <laughs> Well, as I was saying, he, he came through here. His wife um, has family um, in Calgary or just on the outskirts of Calgary. Mm-hmm. So it was great to be able to see him before he went uh, back home to Aussie. Darren Thompson and I met him for a, a few beers. And uh, thankfully, it was okay. a late Sunday afternoon, so it didn't lead into too big of a session. But we had a good couple hours with Stevie and a, you know lots of laughs and giggles and old stories and big hugs when we said goodbye to him. So... But a great, you know, the, a, a great story that I have of Steve, and uh, boy, he could do about five <laughs> podcasts of Steve stories. But years ago, Jerry, when I lived in Kelowna, um, and I was a, a young club pro up there in Kelowna, and we used to run a summer tournament at our club. And it was Kelowna in the summer, if, for those that don't know it, it's beautiful, hot, sunny weather. And our club, we had an outdoor pool. And I would often have to come outside and, you know, tell so-and-so, hey, you're next on court two, finish up your drink and put your shirt on. And, you know, that's a very casual summer tournament. So at one point I come out to the pool area and all the players are sitting around. It's a beautiful, hot, sunny afternoon and drinks are are happening. And uh, I was talking to Steve and Steve says to me, Ballinger, Ballinger, what, what's up with that bird over there? Can I, can I try Ballinger? Yeah, yeah, there you go. You've got a little Ballinger. So he says, uh, Stevie asked me, Ballinger, what's up with that, that girl, that bird over there? And I look across the pool and, and I kind of shook my head and I go, oh, Stevie, you don't want to meet her. You know, she's, she's not the brightest girl and she's just hammered all the time. And Steve, without missing a, a beat, just said, perfect. Can't wait to meet her. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that's definitely, uh, <laughs> yeah, for sure. I, I can imagine that one. Uh, yeah, Stevie uh, was a great, a great player. Oh my God! Yeah, the, uh, yeah. Pre- talk about presence on the court. I mean, uh, he had one. Well, he sure did, and and you know, for some of us from BC, um, Steve was a lot older than us, but we were never exposed when I was 12, 13 years old. We were never exposed to professional players. You know, we had professional teachers. Phil Green and Stuart Dixon were coaching us as professionals, but when Steve Lawton and then a few years after John Fleury came along, these professional players who were looking for prize money and to play in your tournament. And I remember thinking, well, geez, I've never heard of such a thing, but the, uh, the flair that Steve brought to the game and the excitement, not only for me, but for everybody on the West coast way, way back. I mean, it was very contagious and uh, you know, he was, when I was young, he was a, a role model of sorts for sure, and then a, a mentor of sorts, and then you know became a, a good friend too as I got older and was able to, you know, 
I don't want to say keep up with him socially, but I sure tried many nights to keep uh, up you, with him. You could keep, he had to keep up with you, Bob. No, I still remember that uh, the last time we were, uh, we hooked up in, in Whistler. Yeah, it was you and Whistler. Thompson. Yeah, the Whistler, uh, you guys had a, uh, a lodge or something right on the ski hill there. And, uh, Darren, yeah, Darren, uh, Darren's wife, um, her parents used to have property right up there. And I believe we just went up a bunch of us for a weekend. And we, my, my memory isn't the best on that one, but I know we pretty much stumbled into you and you stumbled into us. Yeah. And uh, yeah, the rest is history as they say. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but Bob, I really appreciate uh, having you on the podcast uh, and I want to wish you all the best. I'll be following uh, the event from the first round. Is there anything, uh, anything else uh, you want to say? What about uh, linear logistics? Just uh, uh, for the people who may not know, uh, uh, is, he, is the guy who runs uh, linear, is he a squash player as well? It's two, two of them that are uh, quite avid squash players in the city. Andrew Wheatley and Dean Duffin, um, it's their company. Uh, they've started up here in Calgary, um, I don't know how many years ago, but a, you know, a decent amount of years ago. And they're squash fans. They uh, they love the game, and they've been. I've, we've been fortunate, not only us at Bankers Hall Club, but the the whole squash community to be uh, kind of the beneficiaries of their support. Um, they're actively involved in the tournament. They'll be playing in the tournament. They'll be watching. Um, in fact, I was able to schedule the start of the tournament to have both of them on the feature court tomorrow night. Sort of the you know the ceremonial, if you will, kickoff to the tournament. So okay. We got a good laugh out of that when I told them that that was happening. So, yeah, they're wonderful guys, good fun, and um, avid squash players here in the city. Great. Well, Bob, uh, all the best with the event this week. I know uh, you must, uh, what's it, about 11 o'clock there now, 11.30. You need to get uh, some sleep. Or, or uh, are you still at the club now? No, I came, I'm at home now, and okay. I'm uh, comfortably settled into home here because cause it is freezing cold out i was glad my car started <laughs> yeah I, when i when i left the club a few hours ago i was worried about my car starting and i thought okay how can i do can i do jerry's podcast freezing cold in my car over my phone and i'm that just glad been. i got it. <laughs> well again bob thank you so much and uh best of luck this week and we'll be following uh, uh the tournament and as i said uh, my my pick is aimer but uh, definitely hoping one of the canadians get through Okay, well, I'm going. Uh, I'm going to go Andrew Schnell for sure. And, Andrew uh, Schnell. Yeah, yeah. And if uh, if one of us is right on that, and let's hope one of us is, then uh, you know we'll have to we'll have to we owe each other beer at some point. How's that? Absolutely. Yeah. This summer, I'll I'll, I'll pay you a visit. Okay. <laughs> okay, Bob. Take care and thanks again. Thank you, Jerry. Take care of yourself. Thanks. Take well, thank you very much, Bob. That was a lot of fun, and uh, just want to wish uh, him all the best with the event uh, this week. I'd like to encourage everyone to follow follow the results online. Uh, Linear Logistics uh, Bankers Hall Pro Am event. Chris Gordon, the number one seed. Several Canadians in the draw, and a lot of uh, young up and coming players, in, uh, including a uh, Tessney Evans brother, who has a first round match playing the number uh, two seed uh, uh, on day one. So several interesting uh, young players playing in the event so 
worthwhile watching and seeing what happens to these guys uh, as the season progresses, uh, much like uh, George Parker, who had already made a, a name for himself last year anyways, but uh, he won this event. And so uh, typically, uh, as Bob mentioned, uh, the winners of this event uh, tend to go on to bigger and better things. So uh, definitely worthwhile uh, following the results. Thanks again, Bob, for for uh, for coming on. And thank you, uh, everyone, for listening. We might have one or two of the players uh, from this event come on. So uh, so stay tuned for uh, any upcoming episodes over the next few days that, uh, that I might be able to put together with uh, a couple of the players from this event. Otherwise, we do have uh, a few next week. So uh, keep on listening. Thanks, everyone, for, for listening, and talk to you soon. Goodbye now.